Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You have officially tuned into my podcast, A Shot of Shenny, the show that gives you the space and permission to be yourself because I, your host Shenny, get to be myself. So hello and welcome my wife's face because if you can hear my voice, we are now in a podcast relationship. So enjoy. I really, I cannot wait till I can figure out how how to record myself live. I mean, I know that I can set up a camera, record myself, and then upload it later onto like YouTube or my social media and whatnot. I know that. But what I'm saying is like a live show where, because I know that you can interact and have a live show on your podcast. I just, I just haven't figured that out. I am a new podcast broadcaster if you will so because i swear if you guys saw me i'd be jamming out to my own intro like (laughs) i've been getting so much love and uh feedback about that intro thank you guys so much and that was from my boy sean if you guys want to follow him on instagram his his instagram is sean chris the barber all right at sean chris the barber he's not only an amazing barber he's also very very talented as you could tell off my intro he didn't ask me to do that um (laughs) he didn't ask for that but whatever i mean he deserves the credit right so anyways good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time you guys are listening to this podcast it is 121 in the morning for me (laughs) i don't know why but i've noticed that i really do like and enjoy recording my podcast episodes late at night i i don't know where this is coming from but so far i have not recorded before 11 o'clock at night and the one time that i did record during the day like i was really really self-conscious about like all the noise around me like um i had to wait for a garbage truck to to leave my building because all i could hear was the reverse like be and then there's construction on the other side and then major was wide awake playing with his bone being extra loud if you don't know who major is you don't know who i am major is my (laughs) emotional support dog my blue nose my blue nose pit bull um and if you follow me on any social media platform you know who major is that's my little papa so anyways let me get into this episode I got on my Instagram and I asked my followers and yeah, I asked my followers, you know, what, what do, what do they want me to talk about? Drop a topic, right? So if you don't already follow me on Instagram, I am at Shenny Solis, literally everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, what other social media platform do I have? TikTok, Instagram, oh, YouTube. You know, I don't have a Twitter, never had a Twitter. So literally everywhere I am at Shenny Solis, so my full name, right? And so I asked my followers, I'm like, okay, what do you guys want me to talk about? Because this past week, I really want to say thank you to all the listeners that 
favorited my podcast. I really appreciate you guys, you know. So, and if you're here for the first time, welcome. I'm really happy that you're here. And don't forget to review, to share. You know what I mean? Help your girl out. Support. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I'm here for you guys. Like, I'm literally here at 1 o'clock in the morning recording an episode just for you guys. If that's not love, is that if that's not communication, excuse me, did I say communication? If that's not dedication, discipline, and love, I don't know what is, okay? So I'm really here for you guys. Like, my podcast is nothing without an audience, without you guys. So because I received so much love, I decided to drop two episodes, all right? This is one of them. And on Instagram, what ended up happening was I got two people that really wanted me to talk about fitness. So this episode is about fitness. So I'm just going to talk about my fitness journey because I am not a physical trainer. I am not trained in kinesiology or anything like that. Uh, like I said in another episode, my majors in communication, nothing related to fitness or anything like that. I'm also not a physician, a nurse, nothing related to the medical field. So anything and everything that I say, please take it with a grain of salt. Know that it is opinion. I am not a credible source other than the fact that a I did a fitness competition last year in June. That's it. <laughs> But if you need a nutritionist, I got you. If you need a trainer, I got you. All right. So <laughs> my trainer, which I call him my gym dad. And again, he didn't ask for this, but whatever, is Brian. You can find him on Instagram at Body by Brian. And then my nutritionist is his name is DeAndre. And his Instagram is at D-R-E-S-U-A-V-E. So that's at Dre Suave. He really needs to change that handle. I don't know. I don't know why why he would do that. <laughs> but anyways, that's my nutritionist and that's my trainer. If you guys are interested or just want to check him out, whatever. It's it's up to you. It's your world. I'm just speaking in it, basically. All right. So let me where can I start with my fitness? First of all. My fitness journey really honestly started when I was like 14, 15 years old. I'm 29 now, so it's what, damn near a 15 years, close to 15 years now. And no, actually younger than that, I want to say like six years old because my mother enrolled me into martial arts when I was six years old. So I was enrolled into martial arts and I was very big in, I can never say this word, cal calisthenics, calisthenics. If I'm saying that wrong, don't judge me. I'm bilingual. All right. <sighs> Let's keep it moving. So because that's what martial arts, at least our training was like that. And aside from sparring and stuff like that, we I, I, we never lifted weights. Right. It was all body weight and and sparring. So that was up until I was like 12 years old. And then my parents got divorced, and my mom and I, we moved to Los Angeles. When I moved to Los Angeles, I didn't want to be trained by nobody else. Like, I got very attached to my, what you call, at least we call them Sifu. You know, like your master, or, see, I hate using that word, master. 
But like, you know, my coach, my mentor, I was very close to him. He was like a second dad to me. And me just being a Leo, if you don't know anything about Leos, we are extremely loyal. So still to this day, if I'm going to practice martial arts, like I don't want to be trained or coached by anybody else that isn't Eddie Solis. I know we have the same last name, but um, <laughs> he's truly, honestly, the best. Um, amazing, amazing. Him and his family just are. I there, there's no other word, and they're nothing short of amazing, right? So, moved to Los Angeles, and all I did at that point was just go to school, and maybe the most activity I did was like. PE in school and the dancing and twerking I would do in my room (laughs) like dead ass I'm not even joking so by the time I got to high school I think it was I don't I don't know if it was my freshman or sophomore year I want to say my sophomore year no 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 freshman year because sophomore year you know is your quinceanera you turn 15 in your sophomore year so I just remember that I wanted to look good in my dress I wanted you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to show off, look good, feel good in my low-key wedding dress, cause that's what a quinceanera dress is. It's basically, you know, Latinas practicing for their wedding day. <laughs> Hello. So, um, I remember my coach, Coach Garcia. I still remember his name. He was so dope. I I had mentioned to him that I wanted to be a part of the weight weightlifting class because there was PE and I sucked at running and he realized that and but he noticed that I was like really strong like I could do push-ups like nothing sit-ups pull-ups it didn't matter again this is my martial arts background and also I only weighed like 100 pounds soaking wet so it's not a whole lot of weight to carry. I mean, to push up or pull up. You know what I mean? Hello. So <laughs> from from there, like, I joined the weight class, weightlifting class, and it w- I was the only girl. I was literally the, the only girl. And that's when I really, truly, for the first time, learned how to lift weights properly, you know, with the proper form and really enjoyed lifting weights I was you know like I really got into it and I remember my arms got so buff like so big and I loved it right and (laughs) and my squats got so like I I wish I had pictures of this time but I obviously don't I don't know why we didn't have we didn't have camera phones like we do now back then right and I remember my mom saying, ew, you're, you're starting to look like a boy. Stop doing that. And I was like, damn. And now, mind you, I really wasn't looking like a boy. Like, my mom, if you know my mom, my mom is the sweetest, loving, giving, nurturing woman. Like, she's just this kindest little old lady, right? But... She's also very dramatic. Like, if you want to know where I get my dramatic from, which I am, but not to the level and extent of drama that my mom is. My mom is dramatic. And so she was being dramatic (laughs) at this time in my life. 
I was nowhere near looking like a boy. I was definitely toning up. I was definitely getting stronger, you know, bigger, bulkier, but not nowhere. No, let me emphasize that. Nowhere, mom, was I looking like a boy. But, you know, I was like 14, 15 years old. So that really affected me. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to look like a boy. Like, I'm a girl. I want to, you know, look like a girl. I want to be feminine, even though I wasn't doing anything feminine, like lifting weights. But, you know, doesn't matter, you know. Screw these gender roles. I want to lift weights. Girls can lift weights. So even then, I knew before it became a trend and all that, Before way before Instagram, came out and all these you know ig fitness models whatever you want to call them made it a trend for girls to lift weights i was already on that train you feel me so since then i remember i wanted to compete i wanted to do a competition i was like you know what when i hit 18 i'm gonna do a competition well life happened so as soon as I hit 18, I left my house. Like I was just like, I can't be here living with my mom and my brother. I'm done. So I walked out the door as soon as I hit 18. And shortly after that, I joined the Navy. And my dream or my aspiration of doing a competition was put, I, I don't even want to say put in the back burner. I just completely forgot about it. I was like, yeah, no. That's it, done. And I did my nibble career for five and a half years. Cool, boom, boom, boom. And then it wasn't until, which by the way, in the Navy, like I fluctuated and I yo-yoed between being skinny fat and somewhat fit. It, it was this weird, I was in this weird back and forth between those two <laughs> lifestyles. It's so weird. And you would think, oh, you're in the military, you're fit. No, don't ever believe that. No, especially the Navy. So anyways, I got out the Navy and I was like, oh, shoot. Like now I really got to, you know, uh, take care of myself and my body, mental health and everything like that. And, you know, there's nobody when you get out the Navy, like there's nobody now to be like, you need to work out and PRT is coming up, you know, your fitness evaluation. And there's no pressure, no, like I said, no accountability, no nothing. So now you have to really give yourself that self-discipline, that self-love in essence to work out. And so I was like, damn. And that's when I started looking for trainers. I, I had two female trainers until I found Brian. And when I found Brian, the funny thing is, is that I already knew Brian. I just didn't know he was a trainer. And not only just a trainer, but specifically a trainer to get you to walk on stage. Like, what? <laughs> I had met him when I was dancing salsa, or actually learning how to dance salsa. And so, yeah, my trainer is a salsa dancer and also a bachatero. Like, <laughs> can you talk about perfection? Like, I can't ask for anything more than that. That's perfect. <laughs> a trainer that's also a dancer that relates to me. What? <laughs> Love you, brain. 
I'm so excited. I'm going to start chatting with him next week. Oh, this quarantine life. But anyways, I digress. So um, I think I reached out to him like on Facebook or something like that. And I was like, hey, man, you know, like I want to do like a free eval because he does like free evaluations. And then from there, like, you know, um, then you could talk business with him. Right. So I was like, hey, I want to do a free eval. I didn't know you were a trainer, bro. Like I've been looking for a trainer and I was like. I'm looking at your at your Instagram. I didn't know that you specifically trained females to do competitions. I was like, you know, that triggered a memory for me. You know, when I was younger, a young lady that wanted to compete. And so now that I've bumped into you, it's kind of like, oh, I could do this now. I couldn't do it before. It's a dream that I had when I was younger. Like, mm, maybe I could do this now. And sure enough, we did the evaluation, everything like that. And after a year of training with Brian, mind you, like, that is the most progress and the best I've ever looked in my life. Okay, in my life. So thank you, Brian. I After a year, he finally came up to me. He's like, so you ready to walk on stage? And my heart sank. And I was like, excuse me? He's like, you're ready. And I was like, no. Because, all right, check this out. What I had told him is I was, I was willing to train as long as I needed to train with him to get me to the point where I'm ready to walk on stage. And I told him, I was like, look, like I'm not in a rush or anything like that, like, if it takes a year, two years, like, I'm okay with that. You know, like, I'm going to stay committed to you, and I'm going I'm to stay, I'm going to stay, um, what's the word? Consistent. There we go. Consistent with you. You know, I'm not really going nowhere. Like, this is something I really want to do, but I don't, I don't want to rush it and walk on stage and feel stupid up there. That's the last thing I want to do. Like, I want it to be a positive experience because this is something – you know, younger Shani wanted to do. I'm doing this for a younger version of myself. You feel me? And he completely understood that, respected that. And he's like, look, you represent me too. So I would never have you go up there if I didn't think you were ready. And I was like, whew. All right, cool. <laughs> Needed that reassurance. So once I got that reassurance and whatever, like, I just... I never brought it up. I never was like, am I ready? Am I ready now? Am I ready? No, like, no. You know, wholeheartedly, completely trusted him and the process and the growth and the journey. And it's just been amazing. It really has been amazing how much my body has transformed, how much stronger I've gotten, and how much has helped me, you know, confidence-wise, mentally and emotionally, right? So... My heart sank after a year because I felt like that year went by so quick. It felt like six months went by and he was already like, yo, you ready? And I was like, yo, you sure? Are you sure? He's like, yeah. June show. No, no, no. Excuse me. The first time was a December show. He's like, yep, let's do a December show. It's a good show for beginners. And I was like, bet. Well, what had happened was is... I was supposed to walk on stage in December. November, my father gets a stroke. It's a very bad stroke, and I dropped everything, and 
drove all the way to San Francisco to to be with my father, you know? So that was that, and I didn't do the December show. Okay, cool, that was that. By the following year, around February, I started prepping. That's what you call it when you, you know, when you do a competition, you prepare for it like three months back, three to four months back. So it's like about, what is that? Uh, three, six, nine, no, no, four months back. Excuse me. We did like four months, four and a half months. But anyways, point is, it, it really depends on your trainer and where you're starting from physically. Sometimes you need more time. Sometimes you need less time. There's some people that have prepped for eight weeks, others for longer. But anyways, that's besides the point. All right. So the following year after my father's stroke, right after Thanksgiving, I started prepping for my June show. Boom. Did that. <laughs> Got, uh, I think it was like third place. The third place. And got to, you know, it was just a dope experience being with other people. And you just know what it takes for each and every single one of you to be there. The sacrifice, the commitment, the discipline, you know, it's there's like this mutual understanding between you and all the other competitors. And I'll be honest with you guys, like I... By the time the day came, I thought I was going to be nervous. I mean, I was, but it was a different kind of nervous. Like, I thought I was going to be nervous about competing with other beautiful women, and I truly wasn't. And I thought I was going to be intimidated by the judges, and I truly wasn't. And I'm going to tell you guys why. Because you, if you guys only knew the mental tenacity that you need to have to do a competition. Because it's, when Brian told me that preparing for a competition is more emotional and mental than it is physical, I was like, okay, bro. Like, I really thought he was being low-key dramatic. And he's like, all right, you'll see. I kid you not, the physical part is the easiest part about doing a competition no lie and the reason being is because if you're consistent and you stay on track the body's gonna do what it's supposed to do like the mind has to do it first and the body follows period so you got to put in your head that you're gonna wake up at four in the morning to do cardio by 4.30 in the morning for like an hour before work and then go to work and then go to school and then go to the gym again and lift weights. So I had to make that choice in my mind first before my body could follow through and, and actually do that and accomplish that, right? So I understand that competing is not for everyone but I truly I mean like I truly honestly recommend it to everyone I know it's not for everyone but I recommend it to everyone the reason being is because you're going to the the life lessons that you learn from that experience 
you take with you. And one of them being is like the power of choice, you know, and the power of knowing that you are the source of your own energy, of your own discipline, of your own motivation. You know, like uh, so many times we do this whole like, oh, let me watch. And I've seen so many people do this. Let me watch a YouTube video and get hyped for the gym. Okay, so what do you do if you don't have Wi-Fi? Your phone is dead or whatever. It's just you. How do you motivate yourself to get to the gym? How do you hype yourself up? How are you going to inspire yourself, motivate yourself to walk through the door and get into the gym? Figure that out versus depending and using somebody else, which is fine, you know, from time to time. But, like, there's people that literally every single time right before going to the gym or just to get motivated to the gym, they got to put YouTube you know, they got to listen to some podcasts, eh, me, <laughs> whatever, to get motivated to go to the gym. And, you know, when it comes to this, it's like it if you can't find somebody else to motivate you at the end of the day, you have to rely on yourself to motivate yourself to get it done because it has to like it gets you into that mentality of like, this has to get done no matter what, no matter how tired I am, no matter how I feel, literally no matter what, this has to get done. I have to get into the gym. I have to eat all my meals. I have to take my supplements. I have to drink a gallon of water every single day. Things like that, like that. I don't want to say have to mentality because have to has a negative connotation rather I get to because everything's perspective because you don't have to do anything you get to you don't have to live you get to live you don't have to go to work you get to go to work you know what I mean it really puts a positive mindset but anyways you get to do this you get to do this every single day and that's what's going to get you on stage and that's what's going to make you feel accomplished and that's exactly how I felt on stage. I literally was like, I don't care where I place because neither you, 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 you or you, competitor or judge, knows what I went through, what I had to sacrifice, and what I've learned to be here. Like, in my head, I already won. Like, I'm, I won. I won just by getting my happy butt here. This is not for not everyone does because if everyone was doing it, it wouldn't have the the satisfaction, the pride that it has, right? So that's been my fitness journey so far. So that was last year, June. Right after that show, we were like, um, we decided to do another one, an October show. And the reason being is because my first show I did it while I was on birth control. I was on the IUD, and my ladies, please listen up to this part right here. It's very important. So I didn't know, well, I didn't know, but um, what my trainer and I, my nutritionist, didn't know is how my body was going to react to, like, holding fat, losing fat, and my hormones and my birth control. Some girls can compete with birth control and get the results um, that they're searching for, and then there's girls like me where 
with birth control, like I still hold fat and water. And so I had like a this like little pooch. We all girl, girl that little pooch. Like that bottom pooch. So it was like small, but it was it was noticeable on stage, obviously, especially when you're standing next to women that are like literally flat stomach. And so um, we're like, dang, you know, and there's one of those things where you don't know unless you do it. So this is my first show. So we did it with my birth control. And after I walked off stage in June, it's like, OK, up to you. Do you want to do another show and do it without birth control? I was like, let's do it. And sure enough, we started training and prepping for an October show. And then life happened. <laughs> life just happened. And I'm not going to get into details of what happened that time around. But so far, I have prepped for a show three times, but only officially walked on stage once. So the goal is for me to walk again on stage at least one more time without birth control because I really am interested in seeing how my body looks without birth control and prepping for a fitness competition. So that's where I'm at right now. And I'm going to answer. I think I answered your question. Yasim, Yasim asked me how to start getting that discipline to start working out. And he didn't ask for this, but his Instagram is at YCD34. And he's also a veteran and he's single ladies. No. <laughs> But um, how to start getting that discipline to start working out. And I think that's, I think I already answered your question without knowing that I was answering your question, uh, which is what I said earlier today, which is learning how to motivate yourself. You know, we don't know that. We live in a very distracted world where we don't even have conversations with ourselves. We don't know how to be with ourselves. We don't know ourselves. So... I feel like that lack of discipline to start working out just comes from not knowing yourself, not knowing how to motivate yourself. But I think, honestly, you know, just to come from a space of compassion, because that's not your fault. You know, that's the society and culture that we live in, right? I would honestly recommend baby steps. You know, I'm, I'm at that point right now. Like, I'm not even working out right now of this quarantine I hate home workouts I'm not about it so I truly honestly miss the gym I miss the vibe I miss walking in seeing my gym buddies and other trainers and whatnot shout out to self-made training facility that's my gym yo we are a whole vibe in that gym but anyways so baby steps you know maybe it could be like first starting with getting putting your gym shoes on like, I'm just putting them on. Don't don't go nowhere, whatever. Just putting them on. And it's like, hmm, see how you feel with that? Maybe you want to put your gym clothes after that? Okay, do it. Put your gym clothes on. Then after that, you know, you got your gym shoes, your gym clothes. You're like, you know, a little walk sounds good. Go with it. Just go with it. Don't judge yourself. Don't harp on yourself like, Oh, you know, I'm such a lazy piece of, you know what I mean? No, just, mm, this feels good. And we go for a walk. Okay. And go do your walk. And then the next day, do the same thing. Put your shoes on. See how that feels. Put your clothes on again. This time, like, mm, that 
that walk yesterday was good, but today I want to do like a little jog, like a slight jog. Okay. And I feel like just going off of that, just just starting that little itty bitty snowball, you know, rolling before it really snowballs into something bigger, like a fitness competition. You know, like I had to take baby steps. And before I could get my feet wet and do a competition, like I said, a whole year of training with my trainer um, before we even thought about it, before we even talked about it. You see what I'm saying? So I think people are very impatient with themselves and they expect instant gratification, instant results. And when it comes to fitness, I'm sorry, y'all, but there's no pill there's no, like, workout that's going to get you crazy results in 30 days. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it truly is a lifestyle. But if you think about it in the long term, first of all, I'm 29, right? And I plan to stay active and work out the rest of my life. So when I think about it like that in the long run, like, these little episodes of not working out or gaining a little bit of weight, like, I won't beat myself so hard like maybe the next person. The next person is going to be feeling terrible, beating themselves up about it, like that they're not working out or whatever. And I'm over here like, do, 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 do. I already know I'm going to lose these 10 pounds because I'm going to get back into it. And it's cool. But I also know the process of getting back into it. The hardest part is always starting. Like once you got that momentum, try to keep it and I say that even to myself, because once you got that flow, that momentum, man, you're going far. Like, <laughs> do not let anyone or anything ruin that momentum, ruin that ritual that you have about going to the gym and eating right and taking care of yourself. You know, because at the end of the day, like I said, this is a part of self-love, showing yourself love. And... um also getting a trainer like I truly recommend getting a coach getting a trainer people think you know you getting a trainer is because you don't know how to work out you guys don't know how many times I've heard why do I need a trainer I know I know how to work out obviously numbnut like I know how to work out too trust me probably better than you I probably got better form than you you feel me but my trainer is not just there for form he's also there for accountability and he's also there to switch things up. He's also there to see my blind spots. He's also there to, you know, push me. He's also there, like, he's also my therapist. Like, there's so much about my personal life that Brian knows. Because at the end of the day, let's be real. Like I said, the mind, the mind has to choose first before the body could follow right so if i'm already in the gym and i'm already in a crappy mood or i had a bad day or whatever is going to affect my workout and everything about this lifestyle about being fit literally comes down to just mental health you know if your mind's not right your body's not going to be right and i think i answered your question i hope so how to start getting that discipline don't my thing is baby steps and two don't be afraid to search for a trainer or have a trainer because especially in the beginning all right especially when the beginning just being able to be accountable to somebody will really get that discipline 
snowball rolling. And um, I'm also going to shout out Alex Jackson, also a veteran, who goes by at Big Hungry on Instagram, <laughs> which is B-I-G underscore H-A-U-N-G-R-Y. Big Hungry. So, I mean, Alex, you didn't say anything. You just said you wanted me to talk about fitness. I hope this helped. <laughs> but I really appreciate Yasin that actually had a question. So I'm going to wrap this fitness episode up. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you gained something from it. At the end of the day, I'm just trying to make you guys better. <laughs> that is the end goal. But um, yeah, it's two in the morning and I need to go to bed. So don't forget to favorite, to review, to share. And I really love and appreciate you guys. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. That's where I engage with my followers. I'll ask questions. And that's also where you can get to know me a little bit more, a little bit further. And <laughs> when is my shenanigans? Also, TikTok. <laughs> my TikTok skills are starting to come up, let me tell you. So anyways, at Shani Solis, literally on all social media platforms. Don't forget to make your parents proud, your haters jealous. But most importantly, above all else, make yourself happy. Okay, <laughs> <Hey>, bye. <laughs>